the one thing I know about Star Wars and the one thing I know about these kind of tentpole movies is this unique combination of needing dramatic storytelling, gravitas, and a great sense of humor. And I think that there's few filmmakers that really embody both of those things and also have the capability to really manage something this huge. And JJ was my first choice. So Absolutely. that was an easy one. Hello and welcome to the Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series that talks about the best movies that Hollywood never made. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Cambo. And joining me as always is actor and comedian, Mr. Eden Porter. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much for coming back to our final episode of the season. This is it. This is it. And the ending of our Cancelled Movie Report on Star Wars Episode 9, Jewel of the Fates. Now, this is part two of our Cancelled Movie Report on Jewel of the Fates. So if you haven't listened to part one, make sure you do that first. But if you need a little reminder, here's a quick recap. So it literally, it's it's a Star Destroyer heist. It's a blue dual lightsaber. It's Rey, that's right. She's now dressed all in black. She It describes her in the, um, in the script. She's not the girl we saw last, a grown woman, powerful. We then see uh, Dade, he's a 12 year old street kid. He sees a couple of stormtroopers roughing up some aliens. So he picks up a, brick of a broken cement and throws it at the stormtroopers' helmets. Now Kylo takes his saber out and he sort of enters the castle, only to feel the presence of Luke Skywalker. You will take him to the Remnicor system. There you will find Tor Valley. What did you see? I saw a mountain. Two thrones in the rock. Where? Mortis. If Kylo reaches the temple, all we fought for would be lost. You have to confront him. She's a navigator, lives on Bonadon, Force-sensitive, like you. But if this place exists, she can find it. Uh, Tor Valum's going to train Kylo. Yep. Finn and Rose are going to Coruscant to start the beacon. Ray and Poe are going to find the navigator to find Mortis. Now, let's get back into the film. So at the very start of this episode, we just heard a quote from Kathleen Kennedy uh, from the press junket of Star Wars Episode Nine, <laughs> yep. uh, and she said that J.J. Abrams was always her first choice. Uh, <laughs> now we know that's not true. No, <laughs> we know that's we not clearly true. not true. But I think what we know so far about this movie compared to The Rise of Skywalker, because this is always what's going to be compared, always, is this is so much more a sequel to The Last Jedi. Oh, hugely it's so. It's crazy how much of a sequel to The yep. Last Jedi this is compared to The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I mean, it's a sequel. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's another a, one is because, barely a sequel. Because the thing is, he basically got given what he was given yeah. and he said, okay, I will write a film that connects this film. Yeah. Whereas JJ was like, oh, I have to basically cobble something together. I'm going to forget that second film because everyone hates it. I'm going to do a lot of stuff to try and undermine yeah. The Last Jedi. And there is a lot of stuff in Rise of Skywalker that does try and undermine Last Jedi. Hugely. In the third act of Last Jedi, uh, Holdo does her maneuver with light speed and she splits through this ship. Yeah. And then someone mentions it in Rise of Skywalker and someone's like, Poe says, oh, do the Holdo maneuver. Yeah. It is like, it's a moon and one shot, it'll never happen, fuck you! No, 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 it actually is impossible and no one will ever do it again and it doesn't break and the universe. And shut up about yeah. it. <laughs> it's stuff like that. Yeah. And even they make they make her a Palpatine instead of 
and no yeah. one. And so, so they go out of their way to try and yeah. like change things around. Yeah, because it, it feels like two battling egos, doesn't it? JJ's like, she's someone. And then Ray, uh, Ryan's like, no, she's not. And he's like, yeah. oh, yes, she is. And then Colin was just there going, okay, I'm just going to try and make the yeah. best out of this <laughs> situation. I'm just trying to do what I'm And, he just gets, just and he's us. the one that gets <laughs> sent packing. Okay, but okay. okay, they're all off on their separate missions. Everyone's though. got their separate missions and Kylo's getting trained. Yeah. Okay. The Falcon lands on Boadon. Yeah. Um, this time we've got uh, so we've got Poe and Ray, and they're looking for the navigator. And again, we're on a new planet. Yeah. <laughs> so this planet is mountains rising out of mostly water, right? And it's uh-huh. got a permanent sunset. So they oh. just added a little permanent sunset in there. Okay. So as one sun goes down, the other one sort of comes up. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. I had questions, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and well, the, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a Star Wars cutaway. Um, the Falcon is sitting on a giant sort of lily pad docking bay. Okay. So it's sort of watery and there's all these docking pads that are sort of all, all around. Um, Poe and Ray, they make their way into town and Ray disguises herself as a local. They put this sort of sari thing on her Mm -hmm. and it's a very colourful, sort of fun town that they're in. It's sort of like a night market because it's always nearing night, I guess. Not totally different to in The Rise of Skywalker. They do go to a very colourful market. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so so you can see it's it's very similar. They then have a bit of a conversation and uh, Poe sort of, as they're walking through, this is them sort of connecting and he asks what she remembers about her parents. Um, and all she really remembers is being loved. But she knows that that must have been a lie because her parents were no one and they left her and they never came Filthy back. the drunk traders. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sold her for a drinking yeah. money. Drinking money. Uh, Poe's response is, No one is no one. Oh, very profound, Poe. Very deep, Poe. Yeah, very deep. Uh, as they're sort Maybe of... Poe is short for poet. <laughs> hey as they're talking, a mech trooper sort of comes around the corner um, and it starts looking and scanning people and things like that. Then Ray suddenly pulls Poe in for a kiss to hide their faces as the uh, the mech trooper passes by. That's the classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the classic. Uh, and I see the seeds they're planting, yeah, yeah. but I don't and like so, it. Cam, what, what, after a kiss like that, mm. what do you think um, best describes the immediate situation afterwards? Awkward? Very awkward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Describes it as very awkward. Yeah. <laughs> um, they sort of, oh, should we, uh, right, uh, let's go, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, right. It's very much like that. He's all red in the face. And uh, they quickly find their, their uh, way over to a, a sort of a circular den, sort of like a yurt, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and inside they've got uh, Nomi. So Nomi is the navigator that they're looking for. Easy on the details, okay? She doesn't have to know who or why, just, just what. A Jedi, the last. Or this. We can do it this way. Come, sit. The Jedi and the man. Ray and Poe walk barefoot over the marbles fitted under the floorboards. You seek a place. A planet. Mortis is the place. Yes, I saw it in... The mouth on the Jedi stops and the mind makes the picture. The force fills the Jedi and reveals the destination. The tiny marbles on the floor rise into the air, taking a three-dimensional shape of a galaxy all around them. The destination is very old. The first saw the force. The first where the good was done and the evil too. Which one? The destination lies within. Look, we're in a hurry. The man will not speak. The eyes close. Only the Jedi knows the path. Ray falls deep into meditation. Flash to mortis. Snow at its peak. Autumn leaves in the valley below. There is the temple, two thrones carved into the rock, a well of light pulsing deep within the mountain itself. The dark side and the light. 
A cloaked figure stands before Ray, his mask unmistakable. Kylo Ren strikes Ray down as we snap back at him. Wait, what? A single flat black Wait. opal stone at the center of the marble array falls from orbit into Naomi's palm. What, 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 do you, what do you mean, sacrifice? She hands it to a rabbit-sized astromech, Jeb, seated at a small easel. He starts to paint a star map of the chosen location. The Jedi must go alone. No, hold on a second. Jeb tears the planetary map off its easel and hands it to Ray. Thank you. We're not leaving. What did she see? What did you see? The Jedi will make the journey. The journey will answer the question. What question? Can we all just take a deep breath and talk about this? Ray stops at the door. Is there another path? There is always another path. So two things stick out there uh, for me. The first one is, it's just a small nitpick. Hit me. But it says, the cloaked figure, his mask, unmistakable. Yeah. But he has a new mask that she hasn't We've seen. We've barely yet. seen it. Very mistakenable. Yeah, exactly. Who is that? She won't have seen that mask. <laughs> Who is that guy? <laughs> it's probably not Kylo Ren because he doesn't have a wear a mask the, anymore. The second thing that strikes me is this is something that I, that happens in movies all the time, especially fantasy and sci-fi movies, that it's just a convoluted scene of information. Like they could have just gone yeah. to the navigator and they said, here's the map. Yeah. No, it has to be, oh, well, she actually, get the rocks go up and they form. Th- this is the system in which she delivers a map. <laughs> <laughs> the rocks go and they create a galaxy. Yep. And in that galaxy, one rock comes down and that rock is then handed to an astromech and that rock is an indication of one particular star map that he then paints yeah. from, the, from the pebble yes. onto a map and then hands it off. And then she would then have to somehow take that map and insert that information into a Nava computer yeah. on a ship that would then have to decode that painting because into a location. The, the scene, I guess, isn't interesting enough if they go to a navigator and they're like, here's the data. Yeah. This is the location you need to go. It, it needs to be more fantastical. But it just ends up being like, I listen to that, I'm like, what? I, I vaguely understand, yeah. but not really. It's hard when there's not hard science to go <laughs> I know it's like sometimes you've just yeah. got to give, uh, give I, your faith. I, I, I understand that over. we're nitpicking a sci-fi movie that wasn't made. So yeah, like, yeah, I understand exactly. that's as bad as petty as it gets. Well, you know what? I was going to wait till later, but that is the one reason why this didn't get made. <laughs> the gnome they, scene they has looked to at go. It, they went, no. And he said, no, I refused. And yeah. so they, they scrapped it. Let's get back to it. Because now we're back on Coruscant, right? It's nighttime. We've got Rose in the Phantom Hawk and they descend through the skyscrapers again. So we've been been here before. They drop R2 and C-3PO down on street level and then they make their way back to a darkened rooftop of a skyscraper. It's sort of a half-built size skyscraper. Finn unloads a grappling cannon and he aims it at the top of the old Jedi temple, the spy, one of the spires. Um, it's about a quarter of a mile down, down the, uh, the skyline. He then fires and it lands with a thud. Rose looks at uh, Finn who looks a bit nervous. She goes, You don't have a fear of heights, do you? It's not the height I'm afraid of. It's hitting the ground. <laughs> classic, Very good. Classic. Very good, good, good. Back and forth, back and forth. They then both hook in to the zip line and they leap off the roof a thousand feet above the city. They start making their way towards the Jedi spire. Just as they get there, they shatter through a window. Luckily, there was a window there, but they shatter <laughs> through a window and they land in a large chamber. And there's a massive kyber crystal. 
Yeah, that's oh. the lightsaber yeah, crystal. Yeah, the lightsaber yeah, crystal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's mounted on this sort of holy sculpture in the middle of this grand entrance hall, which looks pretty cool. It's Old Republic tech, they say. Rose and Finn, they're sort of a bit higher up, um, and they find two pyramid-shaped sockets. Finn looks through his bag, um, and he gets out two 5,000-year-old kyber crystals, and he just throws one to Rose. <laughs> she obviously like freaks out. Where are and they getting drops all these it. kyber crystals yeah, from exactly. all of a sudden? It's, just the, it's um, Jakku. They were mining them all in Jakku. <laughs> so she's nearly dropped it. She's like, 5,000-year-old kyber crystal, very rare. You hand it to me. Um, then, then they both place the two uh, kyber crystals into the sockets and this huge copper machine sort of rises out of the floor. Um, it gets about halfway up and then it sort of starts gyrating and then it loses power and shorts out. Nothing's, nothing's ever easy for these guys. It's, it's, there's one thing after another really. Um, then we return to Kylo Ren. We cut back to him um, and there's this three tusk Borok ball sort of in front of him and it's sort of squealing. He's obviously got it in like a force choke mm-hmm. and it's sort of flipping around on the ground there. And then Kylo sort of reaches his hand out, his open hand, and he starts pulling literally the living force out of this boar and he sucks it into his into his hand and then the boar is just sort of like a husk at the end. His face is actually a bit different now. As he sucked this energy from this boar, it's sort of healed him and it's yeah. energized him. So some of his scars have sort of gone away and he's sort of standing better. His eyes are a bit clearer. Um, he feels empowered. Now, it's funny because this is very similar to what the Emperor is doing at the end of Rise of Skywalker. He's sucking, sucking the, the life, life force, force out, out of him. Yeah. And, he's, and he's healing. As he yeah, yeah, it. that's true. Yeah. So Tor Vellum in the background, he smiles. Um, it actually describes it in the script as he smiles like a father who just taught his young boy to ride a bike. <laughs> very, very specific. Very specific. Directions there. Um, Kylo, he feels a presence and he looks towards an ice cave. What's down there? Vengeance. Uh, Kylo puts his mask back on and he makes his way inside the cave. And from the shadows we hear an unmistakable breathing as Darth Vader, he sort of emerges. Both their lightsabers ignite simultaneously and then they come together and it's it's a huge brutal fight that they're having. There's this huge fight scene in there. It's intense lightsaber combat, they describe it as. Um, Vader eventually overpowers Kylo and strikes him down. Kylo screams and then he's alone. There's no one else in the room. It's very similar to um, to Luke's so you, the Empire Strikes in, Back. In yeah, 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 yeah. So very it's, it's, similar. similar. Yeah. <laughs> Almost identical, yeah. one would say. Um, Kylo, he's enraged by this that he's been sort of tricked and he's mm-hmm. he's lost to Vader and yeah. everything. He's sick of it. He's absolutely sick of it. He staggers out from the cave and he finds Torvel. Where is Mortis? The well of the living force, the source of the galaxy. I want to be stronger than those who came before. Where is it? You are not worthy of its power. Not yet. Kylo reaches out his arm and force holds Tor Vellum. Where is Mortis? Release me. Is he it? Betrayer. I gave you knowledge. Yeah. Mountain in winter. No. 
This is something I always enjoy in a Star Wars movie is when something from our world bleeds over. And as it turns out in the Star Wars universe, the seasons are the same. Oh, yeah. Autumn. <laughs> he calls it fall. Oh, he calls it fall. <laughs> yeah. That's really like, weird. Not only is it is it a season as we know it, but it's the American version of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is weird. I didn't even pick up on that. That's so random. So but he's sucking the life out of him. He sucked his life out of him. Hmm. Um, when a Sith going to learn, never teach anyone anything. <laughs> As soon as you teach anyone anything, yeah. they will kill yeah, you. Because they're always like, I will teach you how to kill anyone. Right. And then they're always killed. It's every single time. <laughs> there's there's the master and the apprentice, and the apprentice always kills the master. It's always. just like, uh, when are you, what, how is your society based on that? Like, <laughs> it's, it's so insane. You know it's going to happen. Yeah. You did it to your master. So obviously your <laughs> apprentice is yeah. going to do it to you, <laughs> obviously. Um, and then, so we cut away from Kylo. Yeah. Forget about Kylo. So he's now bit. also on his way to Mortis. So now he's on his way to Mortis. Ray and, and Poe now know that they yeah. can put their little map, their, their selfie-drawn picture <laughs> into, into the Nava computer <laughs> that will tell them where Mortis is as well. But we do cut back to Ray and Poe uh-huh. um, because instantly Ray collapses, oh. right, because she feels Kylo getting stronger. Mm. She's like, oh, God. And she realises they don't have much time and that now it's a race to Mortis for the two of them. So like, okay, who's going to get there first? Who's going to get to the the, the force uh, force well and uh, get powered up, Super Saiyan style? <laughs> um, now we cut. There's a lot of cutting. There's a lot of like cutting. it's it's seriously. Well, there's a lot of swipe. Yeah, there's a, yeah. Sorry, there's a lot of swipe. There's a lot of washes. But we are back with Finn and Rose. Now they're trying to get the ancient force-powered antenna working. Rose is actually underneath it tinkering, and then eventually she gives it the old classic kick. Classic. Yeah, and the lights start generating and the machine turns back on. A column of light then shoots down the spire, right? So it comes all the way down, it hits the uh, kyber crystal, that giant kyber crystal, yep. and then it shoots back up into the sky. R2-D2 is waiting now at sort of the, the, the base of it, and he projects a hologram directly into the data stream. Uh-huh. So it's sort of somehow science. Okay. It, takes, it takes his hologram and uh-huh. it shoots it through the light. It's in the kyber crystal up into space. Okay. 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 Stay with me. Uh-huh. The beam of light then shoots off into space and connects to a nearby planet. Right? Mm-hmm. Now the beam of light hits a thousand year old receiver of the old republic on that planet. And then we see instantaneously as it hits the receiver, all the nearby droids start automatically playing the same recorded message ah. that R2 put into the light stream, right? Um, it's everywhere. It even projects all the way to where uh, Poe and Ray are as well. So everyone's starting to get this message. All the droids are, are, are popping off. But let, let's hear what Leia's message is. This is General Leia Organa of the Resistance. The time has come to forge a path to freedom. The forces of oppression have ruled our galaxy for too long. We must join together and fight. Send your fastest ships, all your warriors. Our voices will not be silenced. We can no longer live in the shadow of the First Order. We must step into the light. 
So this mm. is look, if I if I had to give Leia some notes, it would be such. Hit me. Very vague. Very vague. Give me a time, give me a day, give, give me, me a some location. Ships. Guys, get your ships ready. Get <laughs> your give me a location and yeah. a time to be at that yeah. location for this battle. A vague, let's rise up and all do the thing or whatever. Especially when you can't communicate back. Yeah. I think that's the, the hardest thing because it's like you've got that friend who texts you, guys, let's meet up uh-huh. like tonight. It's like, well, what are the details? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we going to revs? Like, yeah. what are we doing? We'll meet out. Where? Where? Where's Where? out? Where? And what time? Yeah. So there's a bit of detail uh-huh. missing. But I, that, that's us. But I'm imagining everyone around the galaxy that's seeing this message. They're all, oh, my God, it's, it's Princess Leia. Like, it's Princess Leia. It's General Leia Organa. Yeah. And she's telling us what to do, not giving us great instructions, but still telling us. <laughs> but they're, they're loving it? They're loving it. They're absolutely loving it. Like, but, it's um, Carrie Fisher. It's, it is Carrie Fisher. <laughs> and, and obviously Carrie Fisher had passed away yeah. um, during this sort of process. Yeah. But I, we do have a little bit on um, Colin talking about um, sort of Carrie's death as well. You as the writer, how much of the film did you have, have written when um, she unfortunately passed away and, and how did that change your, uh, how, how have you changed the direction of the film because of that? Uh, well, you know, can't go into too many specifics, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, she was really where I began when I started thinking about what the story was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was about her in a lot of ways. Obviously, you know, Ray is the hero and that's the character who we're tracking mm-hmm. through these films, but each one of them has had uh, a character from the earlier trilogy who's really been the, the keystone uh, of the film and, and, and she was going to be. So it was, mm-hmm. it was very tragic and very sad uh, mm-hmm. for all of us beyond just the fact that we lost somebody that we all love. Uh, and and it's, it's my responsibility now to find a way to, to honor her and uh, keep uh, her soul and her presence uh, mm-hmm. in the film uh, without, uh, without carrying which is very sad um but the white beam is felt is it's felt everywhere even so much that uh kylo ren looks up in the sky and he sees it as well um but then he's remember he's just been zooped up Mm. because he's just sucked some force life so he closes his eyes and he concentrates super hard all these rocks sort of start floating up around him and crumbling around him um, everything starts vibrating and he puts his hand up to the sky and the light moving across the sky halts. Right? Oh. So he's... You're getting powerful. He's getting powerful now. He's stopping the message going out any further. Wow. We then cut back to the Jedi Temple and the ancient device explodes. Right? Rose and Finn, they climb out of the rubble. They've been thrown around and they're surrounded by a trio of TIE fighters. So there's all these TIE fighters <laughs> that are coming in now as well. Um, they're just about to fire... But Finn and Rose, they jump back onto their zip lines and they swing off into the night. Now we have a cool little sequence where the TIE fighters are sort of following them as they're zip lining and they're shooting at it. Through Coruscant. Jo- yeah, 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 yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, just as they're getting near, one of the TIE fighters shoots one of their zip lines and it sort of cracks and spins and then they start falling from the skyscraper. Rose, her arm is like all bleeding and she falls off into the night. She just disappears into the blackness. Finn sort of slides into the side of the unfinished skyscraper, smashing through the glass. Uh, Then he dives into the sort of um, stairwell at the back, and the TIE fighters are sort of flying around the building, shooting it, sort of making it collapse, which is a cool... cool. It looks very cool. Um, So we leave Finn sort of in this stairwell, like climbing his way down. Then we cut back to Ray. (laughs) So now Ray... Yes, swipe, swipe. (laughs) Ray looks up to the sky, and she sees the light stop. Yeah? 
and then she suddenly doubles over in pain as she feels Finn on the uh, like on the other side of the galaxy in pain. She's and everyone. Like she's so connected to the Force now that all her friends, she's. It sounds miserable. Yeah, I know. The, <laughs> unless, they're, unless they're happy, yeah. then you get super happy jives. Um, then she sort of runs back. She's like, we've got to get back to the Falcon. We've got to get Finn's in trouble. We need to get to him. Poe then looks into the crowd, and who does he see walking towards them through the night markets? Wow, it's the Knights of Ren. They're activated. They've activated. <laughs> they're making their way towards them. Ray clutches her fist and force pushes everyone around them away, including Poe. So she just goes bang and yeah. everyone flies out of the way. So I think that's twofold. One, it's getting all the civilians out of the way, uh-huh. getting Poe out of the way, and then knocks sort of the, the Knights of, yeah. of Ren back as well. Um, she then jumps onto a razor sail, which is like this sort of yeah. skiff sort of thing. Like a ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She jumps onto that. Um, and then she sort of sails off with the Knights of Ren. They're still getting up. As she sort of sails off, she sort of grabs Poe in the water, throws him onto the ship, um, and they start zooming off towards the Falcon where it is. Um, she then uses the force on the sails to speed it up even more. <laughs> okay. That's cheating, mate. That's cheating a little bit. Um, but they're going super fast towards the Falcon. Then she sort of looks back up over her shoulder and she sees the Knife 9 sort of starting to fire down onto her. They safely land just on next to the Falcon. Chewie's, Chewie's there yelling. I guess them, she used the force up. to get them oh, there. Yeah, use yeah. the force. Use the force. <laughs> Chewie's yelling at them to hurry up. The Knife 9 then lands on an opposing sort of like lily pad sort of um, docking bay platform. Then the four Knights of Ray they exit and they stand ominously in front of Ray. And the Falcon. Ray sees them in front of her and she turns on her lightsaber and she leaps forward, ready to attack them, right? So she's got her, her, yep. her twin lightsaber, she's doing that. Chewie and Poe, they start running across to the Falcon and they grab their blasters and they start firing down on the rest of the Knights of Ray. And then we hear Poe scream as uh, Jadek, the fourth uh, Knights of Ren, his blaster fire has grazed Poe. And this enrages Ray, like Ooh. her flirting partner is being <laughs> yeah. injured. So she gets full enraged. She then kicks Laurel away and then slices through Ott, like cutting him in half, <laughs> like full crazy mode. Right? Then she turns around. Laurel, as she's getting back up, she force pulls her onto her lightsaber. So she just goes bang and she flies straight through the lightsaber and impales herself on it. Wow. So she's gone full badass mode. Right? And then uh, Hatsuka then screeches and lands next to her. Uh, Ray disconnects both of her Lightsaber, oh, cool. so she's got two, two. now, so yeah. it's got like a connector in the middle, and they start firing, right? Meanwhile, Chewie, he lays down Bowcaster Fire and moves towards uh, Jadek, who's, uh, who just shot Poe, mm-hmm. and he's getting closer and closer to him. He gets so close to him, because Jadek's like deflecting all the shots, yeah. Chewie gets so close to him, he grabs him by the neck, and then throws him into the air, and then fires the Bowcaster at him, <laughs> and like making him explode, <laughs> similar to a clay pigeon. <laughs> So basically, he's gone pull, and he's just fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, well, at least Chewie did something. Oh, exactly. exactly. Well, he got to do something there. Now, um, Hatsuka swims with the rage of his own, and sparks fly. Uh, he grazes Ray's arm, and she drops her lightsaber. She's now unarmed on the ground. He raises the dark saber above his head, going in for the killing blow. But just in that moment, Ray, she suddenly has a flashback to her parents screaming. And she sees the figures of the Knights of Ren standing in the rain near her parents. It sort of just comes back to him. Yeah. Which is a, which is a flash we see in The Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, we do, don't we? never came back. Yeah, that's true. Um, a vengeful anger is inside Ray, And suddenly, 
Purple force lightning flows from Ray's Ooh. fingertips. Yeah? Okay. Covering the Knights of Ray's body, and he basically starts to pulsate with electricity and then fall down to the ground dead. So she's done She's done force lightning. Yeah. It's okay, which cool. is something that again, she does yeah. in the other one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Interesting. Poe and Chewie, they ready the, the ship, and they're sort of freaked out by what they just saw Ray mm. do. Um, and she goes, no, it's fine. I'm one with the force. I'm yep. balanced. It's all good. Um, but she realized that she must go alone now yeah. the rest of the way. So she tells Poe that Finn and Rose are actually in a lot of trouble and that you need to go and leave and help them. Leave her and help them. Ray then touches Poe's forehead and she says to him, You will leave this place and go back to help the resistance. So she's... Jedi, Jedi, like a friend. Yeah. Like no one's really done that before. Um, Poe then tr he tries to fight the Jedi mind trick. Ray then takes Poe's face and kisses him, and that sort of the seals only thing the that's needed is that seals the mind trick. <laughs> I don't know. It gives it that extra oomph. Yeah. Um, and then Poe he looks distraught, but then says, "I have to leave this place. I have to help the Resistance." He gets Chewie. Um, but he's doing it kind of teary-eyed, Yeah, imagine. he's sort of yeah. sad, teary-eyed. Um, Chewie sort of screams out and then Poe's like, no, 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 we've got to go. They go up the ramp, BB-8 follows them, uh, and they zoom off in the Falcon. So now Ray's by herself, but she jumps in the cockpit of the Knife Nine, which is I was now, about to ask how she's going to get Yeah, there, yeah. yeah, so now she's in the Knife Nine, um, and she places the, uh, the, the hand-drawn map on the console. Oh, cool. And it takes off. Okay, so the Knife Nine accepts a hand-drawn map. Obviously. Okay. Um, but then as they're flying away, she takes off her sort of um, civilian robes because she's still been in that, and she's in the badass black yeah, sort of two lightsabers ready for action. Um, she's now, it describes that she's now a Jedi, mm -hmm. and she looks the part. We're now with Leia. Leia sits, and it's clear she's made a decision in her head. She asked for an Imperial shuttle to come to her mm -hmm. and that she would like some uh, clearance codes made up so she can go into a first order space. She takes the, uh, the general bars off her robes and she puts the, head, uh, the hood over her head. Luke's force ghost suddenly steps forward. He is in pain. I feel it too. He'll soon be more powerful than her father. So will she. She feels too much love. Anger. But don't we all? This is why the Jedi live in isolation. The pain of loss only leads to the dark side. I've lost everything. And everyone. But I would still choose to love. Trust her instincts, Luke. She may not follow the path of the Jedi, but she's our only hope. So... In terms of that, they're sort of toying with that idea of the Force. What is, is are the Jedi right all along, or were they trying to bury feelings? Well, that was bad? there seems to think? be a pretty strong theme in this script of balance. Yeah. The massively. idea of balance, dark and light. Yeah. More than any other Star Wars film, it seems that this, the theme, because I mean, every film in Star Wars thing has a theme of, you know, uh, legacies and, and whatnot. Mm. Uh, and this, yeah, the theme of this film very much is well, you need light and you need dark. Yeah, you need a little bit of both. A little bit from column yeah. A and a little bit from column B. <laughs> <laughs> so we're now back at, with Finn, and remember Finn just got out of the skyscraper. Yep. Um, there are stormtroopers sort of searching the area for him. One in particular, RK514. So interesting they've named this one <laughs> out of all the other stormtroopers. He looks down the tunnel where Finn is hiding, and then Finn suddenly appears behind him, stuns him in the back of the neck, and takes his weapon 
and he takes the trooper's helmet off. He suddenly, he suddenly humanizes um, what this RK-514. He asks him how far back he can remember. Finn tries to find the humanity in this trooper, making him remember his parents, the conditioning camps, the training. It's not right what they do to us, he says. The orders that they give us, the people that they tell us to kill. Finn, he grabs the first order comlink and he says, Get a name. That's the first step. Find something worth fighting for. Finn then jumps down an open sewer grate and disappears. So now they're interesting. They're tapping into that idea that they set up in The Force Awakens. He's liberating stormtroopers. Storm and it's that idea that he was a stormtrooper mm. and he decided not to kill someone and he was a traitor. And now he's sort of trying to find that humanity in the other troopers. Yeah. And that's something that is, I think that's pretty cool. And it gives him something that, to That is an, an important distinction from what happened with him. That is interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they gave him something interesting to yeah, care yeah. about. Yeah, exactly. Oh, bold. As opposed to nothing. Screaming Ray a lot. Yeah, yeah and standing in the background. <laughs> um, we're now with Hux as he enters the Inquisition Chamber. It's a vertical torture rack and it's holding the injured Rose. She didn't die, you see. They, they, they found her and they um, took her in to torture her. Hux demands the new signature codes to track the stolen Star Destroyer. She throws, she sort of refuses him. She throws in a little uh, funny Life Day reference as well, just to know, hey, we know about Life Day. Don't worry about that. Um, but she's totally defying him. Hux then shuts his eyes and concentrates deeply again, <laughs> trying to like read her mind. Yeah. Nothing happens. Rose is really perplexed by this. Um, but then she, re- then she sort of says, Are you trying to use the force on me? Are you, are you envious of force users? <laughs> and she sort of laughs at him. He slams his fist down and. Uh, he says, no matter. And the old interrogation droid, womp, 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 comes in the room, so big ups to that. We're now in sort of a dingy bar sort of club. Mm-hmm. We see sort of Leia in disguise sort of come in and she looks around and everyone's sort of counting their tips at the end of the night and they're leaving um, their tips for the owner of the establishment uh, just on the edge of the counter and it turns around and who do you think it is? Lando. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so Lando, he owns this little uh, little bar. And so they have a nice little reunion. Uh, and then she basically pleads to him. She says, look, we've actually got this armada, but we don't have pilots. We don't have anything. And you know, you know every smuggler in the land. You know every pirate. Like, call to them. Get them to come and help us. And he basically thinks about it and he says, like, no. We won a war once already. What good did that do? What's the point? Like, this happened again. Yeah. And we're back, we're back to square one. Leia, I'd do anything for you. But I'm sorry. And she is obviously upset and stuff and leaves because that was her sort of big play to yeah. try and get some people involved. We're now back with Ray in the Knife Nine and her ship drops out of light speed. She sees a single planet with no other stars in the sky. It's Mortis. The Knife Nine suddenly loses all power and starts to drift into Mortis's atmosphere. The ship crash lands into a riverbed and Ray pulls herself from the wreckage. There's no turning back now. She sees a temple at the summit of the mountain ahead. The trees turn orange and yellow. She journeys on. So everything's changing around her. Yeah, and it will fall. Right, yeah, yeah, fall, yeah. <laughs> It also mentions that scene is when she crashes into the water, a bunch of fish jump out of the water and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so red. Okay. It's like, yep, Star Wars monsters, they're cool. Now we cut, sort of simultaneously, we cut back to Kylo as his ship, the Silencer, lands in a dead sort of tree clearing. He also sees the same mountain and he makes his way towards it. 
it says he also journeys on. So now they're both at the same place, they're yep. both coming to the mountain, things are gonna to come to a head. Now we're back on Coruscant. R2 and C-3PO watch as shuttles touch down, releasing an army of brute troopers. Brute troopers? Yes. So brute troopers are described as followed. They're thick, muscular mercenary enforcers, chrome-armoured and masked, reminiscent of Phasma. So you know how she yep. hit that chrome armour? Um, these guys make stormtroopers look like the neighbourhood watch. <laughs> I mean, the stormtroopers aren't that but, impressive anyway. Yeah, exactly. They're shooting <laughs> as long as they're competent. Way. Yeah, they're exactly. better than a stormtrooper. But they love just making up new yeah. things. There's a they, new trooper they, in every movie. There's, oh, there's a new. Trooper. I mean, I don't know if you remember in Rise of Skywalker, but they fly now. Oh yeah, they fly now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So they watch C three PO and R two Watch the brute troopers as they start. Um, they're basically beating on civilians. They're using. They're shoving people down. They're using the butt of their um, their blaster rifles to knock people out. Even, even Canberra, even stormtroopers look to one another as if disturbed by the Ooh. violence. Yeah, it's very much that. Um, they're herding people off to these concentration camps. Um, the camera pans down into the sewers from them, and we see Finn jet out of a chute and land in a. It's described as a gelatinous sewer cake of repulsiveness. <laughs> so gross. And then a Grylock, a slug-like eyeless larvae with razor-sharp teeth sort of crawling its way towards him. It gets closer and closer. Finn struggles. Oh no, Finn's going to die. He's not going to die because a hand <laughs> comes down from the roof and it's the kid. It's Dade. Yes, he pulls him up out of this little hatch. Okay, so yeah, it's Dade who was the little kid at the start of the other episode we did, he's throwing bricks at the stormtroopers. Yes, yeah, so they're just bringing him back and, and, and he sort of pulled Finn up out of the sewer and uh, then, then Finn and him have a little chat. That was so many disgusting things all at once. Yeah, well, I've seen worse. Dade. Just one name? Well, and what's wrong with that, Then You know me? Yeah, we've been tracking you since you landed. We? What was that? Oh, you don't want to find out. Come on. Finn's new companion, Dade, flashes in his resistance ring. Hey, hey, trust me. Finn follows Dade down a tight tunnel, boots splashing in the shallow water. Yeah, the First Order perched 10 mile radius around the capital after the galaxy went dark. Took most of the able bodies to the conditioning camps. Did anyone escape? Just us. Dade opens a rusty door to reveal hundreds of compartment-like dwelling units connected by catwalks to a central control tower. Living here are a thousand escaped civilians, aged from 12 to 60. How many people are down here? 10,000, maybe more. You have weapons? Oh, city's got weapons. That's what they're afraid of. A million of us rise up, the first order is finished. You're right. The revolution starts here, right now. <laughs> yeah, sure. All we need is ships, weapons, an army. We have it. Finn eyes the old prison command tower in the center. The door is kicked open and Finn fires up the comm system. He looks at all the downtrodden faces. My name is Finn. I bring a message from the resistance. The first order rules by fear. They build ships to intimidate us. Wear masks to frighten us. But they're the ones who are scared. This is not the time to hide underground. If we take the capital, the galaxy will join us. Together, we can strike back. Together, we can resist. 
Finn, yeah. Finn, Finn, did you learn nothing from Leia? We need times. Yeah, we, we need, need dates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need more information. <laughs> Mate, he actually has stuff to do in this film. A growth. Actually growth of amazing. a character. He's liberating stormtroopers. He's he is the inciting uh like part of the revolution that's going to overthrow the empire. That's what we call the character arc. Ah, oh, it's an arc. That's what it's called. I forgot Kembo. Um I just haven't seen one. Yeah. <laughs> and this Wars is something film. that John Boyega has been pretty vocal about. Yes. Saying that like look they had all these plans for Finn and then they didn't they just sidelined didn't do me. Yeah. And in fact, I think we've got a little bit of him talking about it right now. Let's have a look. Well, certainly Finn's arc, it felt like in the first movie was set up as sort of being the person who, who liberates a lot of the stormtroopers, uh, the First Order troopers. They come with him. He shows them an example, and it didn't quite go that way. Is that the story you hope they had told? I do, actually. Um, and, and I think Colin Trevor was going to tell that story because um, the, the concept art in, in the Star Wars book has that image of Finn with the blue flag and the ATTs and they have them lined up in tribal marks and then the stormtroopers take off their helmets. Yeah, man, that would have been sick. That would have been dope, man, hands down. <laughs> I love it's how excited he's he is. So because he's obviously a fan as well. He is, and he was yeah. just like, oh, man, I wish yeah. I had that cool moment. Like, And, it's it, yeah, it's a bit disappointing because even that, that's that's pretty, like he gives the rousing speech. Yeah. He's tr- he's turning the tide. He's getting, he's 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 part of the revolution really he's gone from finn's gone from traitor to deserter to revolutionary leader yeah and that is and because in the force awakens he's quite bumbling and even like a little bit cowardly at times yeah and now he's like fully embraced love it what are you yeah Yeah. it's great it's very great um but what's going on in mortis so we're back on the cliff face ray she scales the ice peak and she reaches sort of a plateau suddenly the snow turns to sand and she's back on Jakku. She sees her her uh, her mother and father, and hears the young Ray scream for them to come back. She sees the fear in her parents' eyes. Why were they afraid? The sand turns back to snow. Luke, tell me, why were they afraid? No response. She grows furious without her mentor sort of giving her information. She gets her lights around. She starts cutting apart the ancient statues around her. We then simultaneously go back to Kylo and he's hiking through the same snow and he sees a house ahead of him. The snow turns to a forest and he sees a young Ben Solo approaching the house in black robes and a hood. Han Solo opens the door and looks at his son with sadness and fear. What are you doing, Ben? That's not my name anymore. Your mother can't see you here. Not like that. I'm not coming back. There's a greater destiny for me. They're lies, son. Empty promises. You have everything you need right here. What, you? Her. My master says I have unequaled power neither of you understand. Your mother understands more than anyone. She sent me away. To learn. To grow. I have grown. Your mother loves you. She's afraid of me. Give me the lightsaber, son. So we get a Han Solo cameo. Good. I'm, I'm very happy we do. And you know what? This one makes a lot more sense. Well, yeah. Again, we have to compare this to Rise of Skywalker because this would be the film that would have replaced it. It's better, isn't it? It's it, way it, better. It makes more, yeah, it makes more sense. What it, was the other one? The other one, it's like Han Solo with a... like. 
unshaven, yeah. <laughs> unkept, just appears on like during the and, scene like, with the water. And like he's not a force ghost. He's not a Jedi. He's not is a it, force is ghost. It, is it internal in Carlo's mind? Probably. <laughs> is it though? I d- it's never made like clear. this makes way more sense because Mortis is this force yeah. planet. It's and giving it's you memories. Yeah, exactly. It's projecting stuff onto you. It's showing you things. Mm. So I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like that makes perfect sense. That and this yeah, sort of happens. and you can see Carlo angry at his mother. Yeah. She doesn't understand me. Yeah, and my, he, my new my new uh, teacher says I have all this power. power, and she's like, "Yeah, she does understand you." Yeah. And rah, rah, rah. so, and he also feels bad he killed him. Yeah, like right. he still killed him now, so that's probably still yeah. And and that's sort of part of his. I think he does feel a little bit yeah. of regret for that. Which is the most interesting thing about Kylo is he's not all the way evil. And no. there's bits of him, and you want him to turn good. Yeah. Like, you really do want him to turn good. Well, and he keeps rejecting it at every turn. Again, it's this thing of balance of, like, mm. do you do you have to be all bad? Do you have to be all good? Yeah. Things like that. So, yes, according well, to the Jedi. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Kylo now sees himself. There are only Sith steal in absolutes. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Take that, Jedi logic. <laughs> Kylo now sees himself on the Starkiller base catwalk and he watches as he plunges his blade through hands up. Now, that was a genuinely emotional moment, mm. I remember, in the first one. That was, yeah. Um, the vision then fades and turns to black and he's alone again in the snow. Back on Coruscant, there's R2 and C-3PO and they watch as an ATMT. Oh, what's an ATMT? Well, it's just even bigger okay. than an ATMT. <laughs> it's those ones that they had on... Um, uh, you know, in the Last Jedi, oh, they're great. sort of bigger, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they've got yeah, yeah. They almost look like gorillas, sort of. Yeah. yeah, they're sort of yeah, a bit like that. They walk past. Um, they're walking. This huge one's walking past the boulevard. Um, R two and C three episode look at look up at it. Uh, then they notice that it stops in front of a burning First Order tank. There's sort of one blocking mm-hmm. the way. Um, we then cut into the um, cockpit of the walk, and they're like, "What's going on down there? I don't know." And they sort of look down. Then we cut across to Finn. And there's hundreds of resistant fighters hiding in the buildings on either side of it. They then fire a bunch of zip lines out across the walker. And then Finn yells out, now! They all sort of swing across on top of it. Finn is swinging a lot in this Oh, he's a, he's a massive <laughs> swing. And not, on, uh, not with monkeys. Like, yeah, yeah, like Shia. Yeah, exactly. So he's doing the good kind of swinging. Um, they're now swinging all them back to the, um, the ATMT like pirates basically boarding a ship. Yeah. Then Finn cuts a hole in the hatch with a with a, a vibrosaur, and then he sort of pulls out uh, sort of the lid, throws in this shock detonator, and explodes. Um, he then jumps inside, pushes the pilots to a side, and he takes the helm. Now I will say, Ewoks also did this in Return of the Jedi, <laughs> so it's not it's not super impressive. Yeah, Ewoks yeah. can they're, do it. They're mate. a pretty primitive race, exactly, and they're, and they're pulling off of this already. <laughs> Um, so now they've got a walker on their side and the walker sort of loads up um, it opens up it hatches all the resistance guys fly inside and now they've got their own sort of walker going off down the road but don't they have a Star Destroyer full of yeah they have that too yeah, they have that okay. too they have that. but the, remember the Star Destroyer is not here this yeah, is sort yeah. of like an undercover mm-hmm. resistance thing news of the insurrection it reaches Hux we hear Rose screams of pain from the next room Rioters are sort of springing up all over the city, and even some stormtrooper regiments have been aiding them. So some stormtroopers are turning back um, to the resistance. Hux orders. No, no, 
Recall the FN units from active duty. Deploy more brute troopers. Because uh, brute troopers, they just work for the almighty dollar. Yeah, they, they make the stormtroopers look like bloody neighborhood watch. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Um, they then drag Rose out of her chamber. She's being moved to maximum security because they assume that they're going to try and rescue her. On the way, she falls forward, dead weight. Uh, and just as they're trying to prop her up, she reaches into one of the uh, officer's belts, pulls out his electric taser and stuns both of them. So long, boys. She says <laughs> as she runs off. Now we're back at the ATMT. Finn rounds a corner and sees C-3PO wandering amongst the cheering revolutionaries. Uh, Finn looks up and he sees a unit of stormtroopers. The leader takes off his helmet and it's RK-514. He hands Finn, he hands Finn his blaster and he says, it's Rafe, by the way. The entire unit takes their hel helmets off as well. It's freedom time. Oh. So we've got Rafe. So, so RK, he renamed himself Rafe, Rafe. and FN called himself Finn. There you go. So there's going to be a lot of Rafes and Finns running around, I think. <laughs> um, now we're back on the Eclipse Star Destroyer. Mm -hmm. This is with Leia. And she gets Finn's message. He has an army on the ground storming the capital as we speak, but they need reinforcements. She hesitates sending everything they've got to Coruscant right now. Um, Poe and Chewie arrive on the Falcon and they sort of come into the room and they plead with her. Now's the time, you've got to risk everything. Like if they destroy this jammer tonight, this could open up the entire, it could change the entire war because then we could get all the reinforcements we need. So now is the time to, to do everything. Poe basically leaves everything on the table. He says, the rebels fought the empire and won. You showed us it could be done, but that was your war. This one's ours. Let us fight it. Leia, she looks out across the resistance fleet. They're young, they're ready, they're fired up. And she realizes that he's 100% right. Set course for Coruscant. Ready all the weapons, get the attack ships fired up. Here it comes. It's the full assault. So it's firing up now. Yeah, yeah. Then we cut back to Mortis. <laughs> A lot of wise. Swipe, swipe, swipe. <laughs> Kylo Ren has reached the temple. He ascends the steps. He reaches the doors and he opens it with the force. He doesn't enter though. He knows he's not alone. I knew you'd come. The force is strong in this place. Can you feel it? You're, you're in pain. Beneath the mask. Get out of my head. You won't like what you find. I'm stronger than Anakin Skywalker, stronger than his son. But you're still afraid. Of what? You? Of what you've become. The dark side has left you empty. Alone. I don't have to be alone. With the power of this place, we can rule the galaxy as the ancients did. The dark side. And the light. You still think I'd join you? After what you did to my family? Were you going to tell me here? Weaken me with the truth? I know what you did. I've always known. My parents didn't sell me for drinking money. They were hiding me from you. So you remember. Snoke made his orders clear. Find anyone who could destroy him. It didn't take us long to find you. You killed my parents. You blame me for your life on Jakku? You should thank me for it. You were safe. Say it. Did you kill them? Murdered Han Solo. 
I'm not here for you, Ray. Millions of people. All I want is behind that door. Then you'll have to kill me. I know. Quite some revelations there. Yeah. Though I will say, so Kylo killed her parents. Yep. But she pieced that together from very vague visions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, <laughs> she saw as the knights of ran in the rain. Yeah. She saw the parents. And she's in like, the did desert. you do this? And she's like, I'm putting two or two together here. It's like that old thing when you know you want someone to admit something, so you pretend you already know it. Yeah. And then they admit it, and they go, I knew. <laughs> Who told you? You, you just, just did. did. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing that is interesting there, if if his orders were to kill anyone that could stop Snoke. Uh, Snoke yeah. Why didn't he kill Ray? Yeah, because he Cause says, that's the well, you know, you're on Jakku, you were safe. So, like, like, was he protecting her? But that's what doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like his orders were clear, stop anyone that could. But is that him being conflicted? Like, did he, well, was he not yeah, going maybe. through with it? Yeah, was maybe. he just being like, oh, well, they're not, they're not a really. I'll just kill your parents. Yeah, you could uh, be. You you're actually pretty lucky, you know. <laughs> you should be thanking me, mate. <laughs> Quite frankly, this you know is, what? you're being I rude. Thank you wouldn't go on yeah, this. In fact, I could have killed you and I did it. Exactly. And to be honest, you've been nothing but a pain in my ass. <laughs> exactly. You killed my friends. <laughs> They're my only mates. The knights are real. Felt that. Mate. Felt that in the force. Yeah, that's the that annoying sucked. thing. <laughs> okay, so now we're back on the eclipse yeah. as it appears out of light speed. Leia spins around in the command chair, once occupied by Admiral Ackbar. So they just, what, they've just put the same chair in a computer stuff story. I didn't know that was the thing. But shout out to my boy, Admiral Ackbar, yeah. Woot. Gotta love that man. Yeah. Pull, um, pull one out for our homie. Oh, massively. <laughs> um, into the uh, oceans of Mon Calamari. <laughs> All, all ships all ships start reaching planet 4. It's a surprise is our only advantage, she says. So all these ships start pouring out of the eclipse. I don't know, a fuck ton of weapons is an advantage as well. Oh, massively. But remember, they don't have enough pilots. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so X-Wings start going out um, and all these transport troops start going out. But then Poe and uh, Chewie and BB-8, they start running to the Falcon. But then Poe stops them and says, no, we don't have enough pilots. You guys need to get on another ship. We need more ships around. There's no use of us both being on here. So Chewie goes, he yells, he sort of looks around and runs off. Then uh, Poe's in the Falcon by himself. Wait, is, is Chewie going to get it? Is Tui going to get in another ship? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what, what? Can I say yeah. what I want to happen? <laughs> okay, okay. And me. don't confirm it. I just want to see if it comes true. I want Chewie to get in in an X-Wing. Okay. 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 I'm, not, I'm not giving anything away. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Falcon rockets out of the bay and it's immediately swamped by Thai hunters. They're all sort of shooting at him. Um, they're sort of following him around. He's instantly under attack. Then suddenly... All of the TIE Fighters explode as Chewie piloting an X-Wing. Yes! It's all I wanted. Yeah, I know. He zips overhead. He does sort of a flip in the air, shoots down another bunch of TIE Fighters. Poe raises an, uh, <laughs> po raises an eyebrow. <laughs> That's one hell of a pilot. <laughs> so, pretty cool image, pretty Chewie, cool. in, a, yeah, in yeah. an X-Wing flying around. It's pretty, uh, pretty cool. Fit? They look pretty cramped for uh, a five-foot-four Luke Skywalker. It does say that he's pretty yeah, cramped yeah. in there. And BB-8's in the, in the back um, oh, chilling out as well. So, they're, they're a little team. 
Um, inside the eclipse, it starts firing its super laser at other capital starships, right? So it starts shooting all the other um, star destroyers around there, blasting them into pieces. On the ground, the ATMT that they've taken over, with thousands of reinforcements inside, they're sort of walking along. Um, below it, there's all these stormtroopers that have turned uh, on the first order in there. So they've got quite a big. Good I love thing. that this is a huge battle. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And it's sort of a ground battle. And yeah. all, they've got a thing. I think what's cool about it is they're trying to storm something. Mm. So they're all making their way towards the capital, this big, huge yeah. um, first order structure, which is cool. So everyone's helmets are gone. They're all chanting, rise up, rise up. They turn the corner to the capital building and they are faced with thousands of riot suppressing Mandalorian brute troopers, <laughs> right? So they've got all these sort of chunked out Mandalorian armored brute troopers sitting there, as well as this, it just says advanced tanks and walkers we've never seen before. Okay, so cool. he's just made up some cool <laughs> shit. He's, he's just like, I don't know what it is, yeah. but it's, it's cool. They fly now. And it's yeah, doing all <laughs> sorts of stuff. But th this is thousands of them around. So it's like the last line of defense. Um, then everyone just opens fire and it's mayhem. Mayhem breaks out. This is all going absolutely mayhem. And then we cut back to the fight scene between Kylo and Rey. I could have been your teacher. I could have ended your pain. Rey slices Kylo's mask, sealing the bottom half clean off. He removes it. They're eye to eye now. Kylo allows Ray's barrage to hammer him, taking careful control. He counter-strikes. Last glimmer of a dying light. Kylo suddenly strikes a wicked blow across Ray's face. It instantly cauterizes a scar from her left cheek to her forehead. Ray's lightsaber drops to the stone floor. She falls to her knees, screaming and clutching at her eyes. When she opens them, the world is an abstract blur of light. She's blinded. Kylo Ren stands over her, with his lightsaber pointed at her heart. Rey looks up at him, crying blood from her now useless eyes. Rey falls backwards down the stone steps. Goodbye. Scavenger. Whoa. So he's blinded her. Yeah. Across the face. I mean, she did that to him as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's funny. There is that sort of now she's the blind prophet sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, and you can see it's very Matrixy. It is a bit It feels matrix, a bit like yeah. that. And I have no doubt that instead of seeing the world in the Matrix, like she'll use the force mm -hmm. to sort of see around and everything like that. Yeah. Because if nothing else... That's what all Jedi were trained for when they put the blast yeah, shield yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And they're it's, always it's fighting all about blind your, your senses. Exactly. Yeah. But he's blinded her. She's fallen down the steps. He's gone into the temple. Now. He has now gone into the temple. Now, Hux is sitting in the First Order capital and it's being rocked with explosions and everything's sort of flying around. Rose sneaks through the capital corridors because she's in there as well, remember? She ducks into a recess and his First Order officers are talking. In the likely event our defenses are breached, we will just simply ready the hyperdrive and make the jump to light speed. Rose realizes that the Capitol building is it, actually a ship, ship in itself. Wow. And so they can just get out of there if they need to. So she follows the officers into a vast sort of uh, abyss sort of like area. It's the, the central sort of hub of the building. And she looks out and she sees that inside the sort of spine of the building is the transmission jammer that they've been using to jam everyone's transmissions. So Rose, she creeps into the control room and she sort of slips behind a console. She opens a panel up and she starts sort of crawling inside. Leia gets a comm message from Rose, letting them know that the capital is actually a ship 
She tells them she can disable the hyperdrive, but she needs the key codes that are in R2's memory banks. They patch Finn in and they let him know. They say, you've got to get R2 to transfer the hyperdrive documentation to Rose. So they've got to get R2 to a comm terminal at the base of the capital. So now they've got to sort of aim for that. So he sort of looks around, he sees R2 and C3PO. They're behind a flipped tank and he runs over and grabs them. He grabs R2, just as he's about to tell him what to do, R2 takes a hit, right? Blast a fight straight into him, right? Now, interesting to note with this one, there's no comical squeal. You know how usually yeah. it goes or anything like that? He just drops like with a no. scorched black hole in his head. So it's legitimate. So then... Of all, of all, of all, all the people that they've got rid of in the new trilogy. I know, I know. R2, man. It's like, whoa. So then C-3PO, he yells out. R2-D2, say something! Finn, with his eyes on the mission, he opens up the panel on R2 and he pulls straight up, pulls out R2's memory drive. Straight up. Then he calls over BB-8, takes the memory drive, he puts it into BB-8 and he tells him, you know what to do. Chewie and Finn then lay down sort of suppressive fire as BB-8 does his own mini trench run sort of through amongst everything. So you can imagine yeah, that cool, a pretty yeah, cool yeah. scene of him sort of zooming down through low, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Finn gives the order to fall back, but C-3PO, he, he won't leave R2. He can't leave him. They've gone through too much together. Chewie then picks up the corpse of R2 and they all run off. Chewie takes a hit in the shoulder and takes a hit in the leg. Then Chewie falls to the ground. More and more Star Destroyers start to appear from space. The ground troops are getting overwhelmed. Leia, we cut to her. She says in a hushed voice, Luke, I'm sorry. Back to Kylo. Kylo makes his way into the center of the temple. He sees a deep void sealed up. He reaches out with the force. He removes the stone slab. It slides off. He looks down into the well, eager for his reward. The heart of Mortis. But there's nothing there. No, no, no. You've lost, Ben. You're dead. The Jedi are ghosts. The dark side has failed you like it failed my father. Your father was weak. His love for his family saved him. I wish it could save you. I did what I had to do. You chose hate. I chose power! Kylo swings his lightsaber, but Luke's force ghost, amazingly, catches it in his gloved hand. I'll be stronger than any Skywalker has ever been! You are no Skywalker. Cut to the Temple Mount. Rey lies blind and bleeding in the rain. Her hand moves, her eyes flutter open. Luke. Back inside the temple. Let go, Kylo. You can't defeat us. Us? I am not alone. Obi-Wan was right. Outside, Rey drags her shattered body up the temple steps. Her arms give out, she collapses. The pain is just too much. We are connected, all living things. The Force surrounds us. It penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. We are one. With all her strength, the last Jedi rises. She unwraps the strips of cloth on her hand. She then uses it to bandage up her eyes. Bound by the Force. And we will not be broken. Luke then vanishes. Beyond him, Ray stands tall in the arched doorway. Our masters were wrong. 
I will not deny my anger. And I will not reject my love. Her fallen lightsaber flies back into her hand. I am the darkness. And I am the light. You are nothing. You are no one. No one is no one. Oh, bringing that background. That's what Poe said to yeah, her before. Very good, very good. Um, do you like the line, no one is no one? Do you like it? It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's a little it's, cheesy, but yeah, it's, it's a little cheesy. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so Kylo charges at Ray. Their blades meet. They start sizzling. Ray then fights blindfolded, but she's using the Force to guide her as the train. Again, Neo. Yeah, the end of the first yeah, massively, massively. Fight Agent Smith. He's not. He doesn't care. Yeah. And we're back up in orbit. There's burning resistance ships sort of falling out of the sky. Leia prepares to retreat as more ships come out of hyperspace. But wait. Those aren't First Order ships. Thousands of ships appear from Hyperspace, a fleet of smugglers, thieves, and pirates. And in their lead is the Lady Luck, piloted by Lando himself. Yeah. Uh, Again, it's a cool ship. what happens in the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a lot cooler. It is, yeah. Um, and it mentions the Lady Luck. Because it's set up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the Lady Luck is a cool name for a ship. Yeah. Way better than... And it's such a Lando name. It's so perfect. And that's his ship in the extended universe. It's it's awesome. Um, He says... Thought you could use a few scoundrels. (laughs) Classic scoundrel. Classic scoundrel. BB-8, we're we're back at him. He's going through. He reaches the capital um, tower and he logs into the terminal. Rose gets the signal. The Falcon then grinds to a stop at the base of the capital with all this rubble sort of around it. Hux looks out the window... They're now outnumbered, and all the First Order troops are in full retreat. And then he actually says, "This is in the script, right?" I don't, I don't, I don't know about this line, Cambo. Okay. I, it, it says in the script, Hux then realizes the tragic truth: he has lost the Star Wars. <laughs> now, that is some <laughs> stupid ass shit. No. No, no, yeah. no, 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 That's no, no, all no. I have. Hux but wait, is realizing but, but, but he lost it's, it's the a, Star it's Wars. It's a scene direction, not it, dialogue. Yeah, it's not a line, yeah. but it, even writing that. Yeah, it's bad, but at least it wouldn't have got through, you know what I mean? It, actually, I can just imagine him, I can't believe I lost the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird fucking direction. Um, Hux then goes, and that, okay, this is a cool little bit. Hux then goes into his private chamber. He goes over to his collector's case and he moves his prized vintage lightsaber. He then holds it up to his chest and then looking down, knowing that he's lost the Star Wars, he then turns it on and it sort of penetrates yeah, into the, the chest. Hurry, Curry? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the, um, the, the, the samurai. Ninja, the samurai yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the blade, Cambo, mm-hmm. do you know what we want to think what colour blade it would be? I think I know this. It's a purple. Correct. Yeah. So... The the yeah. illusion it's alluding to there that it's Mace, Mace Windu's, Windu's yeah. one because that's where he yeah met his end so cool little yeah, shout out bad. there directly found it on the ground because it went out the window didn't yeah, it? yeah 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 when he chopped his hands around across someone he's going, hey, what's what the hell is this <laughs> and then uh, Samuel L. Jackson flies out <laughs> next to him they're gonna blame me for this <laughs> now we're back with Kylo Kylo and Ray 
they basically can counter every single move they do. So they're just hitting each other. Um, everyone's blocking everything. The vicious swings are sort of getting more and more intense. And then Kylo's lightsaber shatters suddenly as the hilt is hit uh, by Ray, and then it sort of sort of just collects all his fingers on one hand. So Ooh. it chops all his fingers off. He falls back to one knee. Ray's eyes are burning. So she's gone full super saiyan like she's full raging um she separates her dual lightsabers and then she points one at kylo's chest she's the living embodiment of the force in that moment both sort of light and dark kylo is jealous of her power and he clenches his teeth eyes furious he then reaches out and starts to extract the living life force just as uh taught him out of ray with his other hand kylo He's energized, his body's healed, his face turns into normal. Ray is slowly dying. She calls out, <laughs> Ray's almost gone. Then, please. We cut to Leia. Ben, come back. Come home. Help us. And in that moment, hearing his mum's voice touching him from, uh, from across the universe, Kylo stops. It brings love back into his heart. Is that mm. all it took? Yeah. It's very much reminiscent of that. Uh, you sent that message ages ago. <laughs> yeah, it's very reminiscent of someone yelling out Martha and yeah, bringing people to. It's just yeah. there's one little line that sort of solves everything. Yeah. Why did you say that name? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you say that name? I don't. I don't know about that. It's. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very it's, convenient. It's very convenient, and it's like do that. When, when you're trying to do that the whole time. When, yeah. you, when you're constantly being like, Ben, come home, Ben, come back. Han Solo in Force Awakens, Ben, ben come, come home, back home, come home. Yeah. But it's something to do with a mother's love mm. that really did it. And it, it did, this implies that she's never tried this before. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Basically, Kylo feels what Anakin felt, he, that sort of love and remorse. And he looks at Rey and he takes her hand and he starts giving his life force back to her. Kylo is reduced to an empty shell. Ray then also collapses onto Kylo. Both have fought to the death. Solana. Your name. Ray. Solana. So, Ray's last name is Solana. Solana. Yeah. No, you know what? I like this. Okay. I like that she's just a different person. Yeah. And she's not a Kenobi and she's not a whatever. Like, a Jedi can be someone else. It doesn't have to be the one family or the the one of three families. Mm. She's just a new thing and her name is Ray Solana. She's just a... I actually quite like it. Well, so you're you're seeing that as the point of view of like that is putting a stamp on the fact that she's not an Obi Wan, mm-hmm. Kenobi. Sorry, no, yeah, <laughs> she's not a Kenobi. She's not yep. a Palpatine. Yeah, she's she's this other person. Yes, and in a way, she is no one because like the Solana mm. name, at least not that I know, no. is, is has ever been in Star Wars before. No, so it's like yeah, look, you are someone. You're Ray Solana, and she's going to be her. Yeah, you know, but she's a new thing. But but the thing is, every like the Skywalkers, the Kenobis, the Palpatine, they all started as normal people yeah. anyway. They yeah. they started and they've found this about themselves. Because yeah. um, that's what I mean. And I think that the idea, because her whole thing from the Force Awakens onwards has been, I'm, I'm nobody. Don't, yeah, yeah, and, that's a bit. Deep. And and the idea of this is, 
Well, yeah, kind of, but like you're Ray Solana. That's who you are. Now go and be Ray Solana. Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually really yeah. like it. Um, it then gives the uh, direction. It says, in, in what a, a look that can only be described as perceived love, Ben and Ray sort of look at each other mm-hmm. uh, and then Ben dies. Yeah. And then. No kiss this time. No kiss. Yeah, no kiss. Yeah, that's true. But then Ray also slumps over onto Ben, and yeah. so they're both knocked out. They're both gone. Um, back on the Capitol steps, Finn, Poe, Chewie, they all climb to the top of a barricade, made on top of all the rubble of everything. Ships are sort of flying everywhere. Finn reaches down, he picks up a resistance flag. This is very Les Mis, by the way. <laughs> it, this so whole thing the, like, is pretty Les and, and he starts waving it at the top. Can you hear the <laughs> resistance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Master of the house. <laughs> <laughs> the ground shakes and they all look up. Everybody back. The capital then rises into the sky. Rose races through corridors and quickly finds the escape pods. She jumps into one and shoots off into the ground just as it takes off. The group run over to her um, and they sort of pull her out of the escape pod. Rose, they're like, did you figure out how to disable the hyperdrive? And she tells them, no, she didn't. But she did make some alterations to their Navi computer. And without precise calculations, that could... And then as the capital ship jumps into hyperspace, it then instantly reappears inside a distant planet where the entire planet and the ship explodes and everything blows up. So that's always what they allude to. They're like, if we make a jump without the proper calculations, we could end up in a planet. Um, And basically, although it does say that then everyone sees the explosion from like light years away. Well, the light would take too long to travel to them. Yeah. So also, see if it. that planet was populated, she murdered, murdered the millions of people. Planet. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that's the other thing as well. So I'm not quite sure that works. Um, but it did fly right into it. Radios then all come back into life because remember that was where the radio blocking transmitter yep. was. And a cacophony of voices fill the frequency, all calling for everyone to rise up and fight back. Finn, Poe, Rose, Chewie and the droids all look up, and they, but they don't celebrate because they feel a presence. Finn looks at Poe and they realize Ray's gone. They can't feel her presence anymore. Ray then opens her eyes. She's covered in light, engulfed in it. And there are three distant glimmers sort of growing larger. And we realize that it's Yoda, Luke, and Obi-Wan. Is this death? In this place, there is no such thing as death. I can see. Your true self is free of suffering, free of pain. Taught as much you have. I, I've taught you. Hmm. Succeeded where we have failed. Narrow was our point of view. You chose to embrace the dark side and the light, to find balance within. Coexist they must, as such feelings do in all of us. But if I'm here with, with you, a choice you must make. To return. Or to remain. Here, there is serenity, knowledge, peace. Those lost, but not forgotten. And there? There you will face a galaxy in turmoil, pain, suffering, the loss of those you love. But living you will be. Hmm. Love you shall. Thank you. You are a Jedi, Ray Solana. 
but you will not be the last. So Ray ascended to the astral plane and was given a choice essentially yeah. to stay there with them, be at peace, or go back to the world, there'll be turmoil, but you'll be living. This is true. It's a hard choice, Cambo. But before we find out what choice she makes, we cut to a ceremonial hall where we see heroes, all of them, all standing at attention. Leia, in her white clothes again, is standing next to Lando. And then in front of them are Finn, Rose, Poe, Chewie, and they're all receiving their medals of honor. Yes, even all Chewie. <laughs> even Chewie. So after 60 years, Chewie gets his medal. And they note that in the script. So that is a definite shout out. We follow Poe and Chewie as they head to the Millennium Falcon, rebuilt and better than ever. Chewie and Finn, they hug. <laughs> and then Finn looks at Poe and they also hug. Finn hands uh, Poe back his old leather jacket. For good luck. Poe says, I'll never stop looking for her. They get on the Millennium Falcon and they leave. Leigh watches the Falcon and the Phantom Hawk with uh, with Finn and Rose on it. That also sort of leaves. Uh, she checks on R2, still being repaired in the corner. C-3PO hasn't left his side the whole time. Leia picks up R2's memory drive and inserts it into R2-D2. Mirrors when she first met him and she yeah, put him in. Thing. He then proceeds to project the context of his memories over the last 60 years from his very specific view. Point of view. <laughs> Which is uh, from a certain point of view. <laughs> we see Luke buying C-3PO from the Jowers, Obi-Wan giving Luke his uh, grandfather's lightsaber, R2 flying through the Death Star Trench, Han getting his medal on Yavin, Yoda lifting the X-Wing from the swamp, Luke saluting from the uh, plank on Jabba's sail barge, Leia and Han outside the bunker on Endor. All these sort of memories sort of yeah. flood back. Which is funny because he's replaying the events of Star Wars. Yeah. But he does start in episode four. I was, I was <laughs> thinking that whether he would like have some stuff yeah, from there. Yeah. But they're all the moments that people love yeah, and they sort of know that. They're what people like, yeah. And it, and it even says it goes, like Leia's taken back by this flood of all these memories because these are sort of her connections. Um, and it's sort of cathartic for her, but it's also for us as the yeah. audience to see all this yeah. stuff. We don't care about that, you know. The time he saved the ship in the Phantom Menace. No, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Do a, a barrel roll. That's neat. Um, then we cut. We cut back to uh, Finn and Rose. They've now settled, um, and they've got like a, a little academy for force sensitive kids. And there's all these kids that are running around. Is the broom kid from the Last Jedi the, there? It actually says <laughs> the broom kid from the Last Jedi is in attendance. It says that he gets a shout out. Yeah. Um, they're sitting around, and Finn is actually telling the story of Ray. And uh, how she sacrificed herself um, for them all. And one of the kids, uh, probably broom kid, uh, he asks if he thinks that Ray will ever come back. And he says he likes to think so. And then Finn looks up and he notices a glimmer of light in the distance. He steps forward to get a closer look. Rose joins him, shielding her eyes from the sun. Rose sort of looks out. The figure is blurred on the horizon, but it's a familiar silhouette. Dirty, ragged, been walking for a long time. BB-8 rolls forward, beeps excitedly. The kids hear the droid. They look off into the field. It's Ray Solana. Her eyes are restored, only a faint scar across her forehead. The kids run towards her, joined by BB-8. Ray walks on towards the homestead. 
Here she would train a new generation of Jedi and pass down what she has learnt, that only an understanding of the balance within can lead to peace and justice in the galaxy. That's it! Wow. That's it. The epic conclusion well, to Jewel of the Fates. I am slightly confused, I must admit, at the end. Because Poe went off to find her. Yeah. And they're saying that he did find her because he wasn't with her when she walked up. No. Or is he still looking for her? He's still looking for her. She, oh, man. Yeah. Cross I'm sure he'll come back. I'm yeah. sure he'll come back. He'll come back. But it's, yeah, it's interesting. Mm. I really liked the R2-D2 memory thing. I, I really like that because that's what I love. And It's, it's, it's a bit it's on a, the nose. It's so on the nose. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, these are all the memories. But I, I do feel like if you are looking at concluding the force, like they call it the Skywalker saga, yeah. but all nine of them, I do feel like this does a lot more mm. to sort of get to that point of, you know what, you know, everything we've been talking about is actually better if you have a little bit of balance inside you. you. You shouldn't have to not be in love. You shouldn't have to not yeah. do things. You can act, there's a different sort of thing out there. It sort of puts a little bow on what that period of, oh, the force is only ever this. Yeah. And it sort of takes me on a bit of a new direction. Yeah. Again, we talked about this in episode one, that the reaction to this script was, oh, it's a masterpiece that was never made. Oh, it's the worst script you'll ever read. It's better. It's better. <laughs> it, oh, it's definitely better. It's definitely it's, better. It's definitely way uh, better. There's it, just more connective tissue to the other films. It wraps up some arcs. Yep. I love the Stormtrooper revolt at the end. I think that's cool. Uh, I think great. Finn had so much more to do. Yeah. Actually, I think everyone rose... I think everyone had their moments yeah. and everyone got to do something, um, which is um, like Rise of Skywalker. It's just sort of whatever. It's just thrown together yeah. and everything like that. But everyone has a little something. And I do feel like they tie up a lot of character arcs. So let's just talk for a moment now why it got cancelled. Yes, yeah. please. So basically the theory, the, there's a couple of theories going around. Yeah, from what I understand, because this, this is a fairly new thing. Mm. So I guess there hasn't been enough time for people to be like, all right, this is what really this is what happened. Yeah, exactly. Is, there's some contention around this. There is a bit of contention. So one of the things that I heard basically was he he had an idea for the third film. Mm-hmm. Um, he Like we sort of talked about at the start, he wanted Luke to be a big part of it. He wanted Leia and Luke to be this sort of brother-sister combo. Um, he... Had it had a couple of things in his mind really clearly. He read um, uh, Ryan Johnson's script and was like, "Okay, so this takes every a lot of things I wanted to do and totally throws them out the window." Um, but I can I can work with it if this is what I have to work with. So this is before it last Jedi came out, right? So he said to him, "Look, can you please not kill Luke at the end because I really want to do some cool stuff with Luke?" Um, can and basically he said, "Can can I bring Snoke back as well because I need a big bad." Because it's not going to feel good if unless there's something that I do. Yeah. And both of those things, um, Reese Johnson and, and Kevin Kennedy said, no, you definitely cannot do that. And I think from that point on, he was like, okay. And the, so he ended up writing a script like this that does work. Yeah. But I really don't think they liked being called out on stuff and being pushed. And especially Kathleen was like, no, this is what is happening, okay? Yeah. You need to get on board. And there was a bit of tension there. Uh-huh. Then his previous film... The Book of Henry. Yeah, did very badly. Yes. Um, to the point of that he lost a bit of lost a bit of that Cachet, new yeah. sort of guy. And very much for these three films, they went into that going, hey, these are the three directors we've got. We've got like J.J. Abrams, who's done all this amazing, cool uh-huh. stuff. Um, we've got um, Ryan, Ryan Johnson, Johnson um, who he came straight off the back of... Um, Was it Looper? Yeah, something. Yeah, I think it was Looper, and yeah, yeah there's something else. Um, and then we had yeah, Jurassic Jurassic World, yeah. and so 
all these cool directors that were like, hey, we've got these cool trendy directors and we're going to let them do what they want with Star Wars. And then he releases a bad film and that cachet sort of dripped a little bit. Uh-huh. And so now we've got, well, there's this guy that sort of wants to do his own thing. He wants to take it in a different direction. Um, he is really connected to the source material a little too much and he's a bit too like, oh, I want yeah. it, really, it has to be like and this. And now his cachet's dropped. And now his cachet's dropped. So yeah. in that, it looked like Catherine really pushed back and said, you know what, you're out. And he devastated by it mm. to the point of he was like, I thought I'd just have to rewrite, do some more rewrites. And then they just pulled the plug on me and he was absolutely shattered. And that's actually one of the reasons apparently his team that were working on it in the background was so upset by seeing him so upset and getting screwed over. There's the reports that they purposely leaked this script to sort of tell everyone, you know what? He actually was going to do something really cool and he actually got fucked over and it's actually, yeah. And it was them that sort of wanted to put that out. And I believe we have a little bit of him talking about this, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm actually surprised at how long it took me to think of it. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to direct a Star Wars movie. Uh, but it took me like literally like a minute because I, I couldn't. I, I'm being serious. Uh, were, you really, were you really close to the – you weren't close to shooting or anything? You weren't no, well, we were, we were uh, you know, art and, and, and writing. It was a development thing. It was a script development thing. And, and you know, it, I guess the, the lesson from it uh, – is, you know, I'd, I'd always, um, I've, I've been very fortunate, you know, in that um, I, the films that I've directed, I've, I've always really, uh, the path that I, that I wanted to follow and the path that the, you know, the, every, everyone involved wanted to follow was the same. Uh, and it's, it's totally possible for, uh, you know, people to see two totally different paths uh, through the woods. So, you know, that, that was just an experience uh, that obviously you can imagine, you know, as, as all of these things, like it can get to the point of being, you know, traumatic when there's something that you care about that much and you've invested that much in it. Uh, but that's one of the things uh, that you accept when you, when you take on uh, any, any role uh, in film, uh, and especially when you become a storyteller, that there are going to be heartbreaks. You know, there's going to be crushing disappointments, and then there's going to be, uh, there's going to be victories, and uh, hopefully they'll balance out uh, in the end. So he's being he's really very upset. diplomatic. Though. Very diplomatic. <laughs> well, he doesn't want to burn too many bridges, no. but he's being very, very diplomatic yeah. in that point. You can see how upset he is that he didn't yeah. actually get to do it. And he actually, um, there was there was one little veiled criticism that he did put out when he was re- uh, talking about working on the Jurassic Park franchise. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's been so great working on this franchise. Everyone's been so supportive and everything. And we've all had the same vision and we've all helped each other out. Um, we've managed to create new characters and go into new ground without sacrificing the original ideas that created a fan base that loves it so much. <laughs> so that's very yeah, much yeah, pointed yeah, 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 yeah. At, at Star Wars and everything like that because he did feel that they wish, that they let some of the original fans down. And we, we should ones. point out as well, it's not even particularly unique for Star Wars to lose a director. I was that's in my notes yeah. as well because <laughs> this this announcement about Trevor um he comes just months after Lucasfilm confirmed that Phil Lord and Christopher Miller had parted ways with the studio for the uh Han Solo film. Yeah, and before that Josh Trank was set to do a Boba Fett movie. Yep. He he was let go. Yeah. Uh Lord and Miller were let go. Okay. Colin Trevorrow was let go. And then, of Crazy. course, uh, uh, Benioff and White, who do Game of Thrones, uh, they also yes. announced that they're no longer working with Lucasfilm for their film either. 
Which that well, they were given a trilogy. Yeah. And then, and I think that had a lot to do with uh, the Knights last... of the Old Republic was the was the rumor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the um, the thing was that the last season of Game of Thrones was so bad. Yeah. Well, that's that it. maybe like, that's because Josh Trank had Fantastic Four. Yep. His cachet is down. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the connect. Yeah. They had the last season of the Game of Thrones. Their cachet is down. Lord of Mill is crazy though. Those guys well, make those nothing guys, but good things. Yeah, Lego Movie, all that stuff. Well, I think they, they, they left Solo, went and worked on Spider Verse, into the Spider Verse, and won an Academy Award. Yeah, I know. Imagine that. And then Ron Howard's like, uh. we should say again, this is the last episode of the season. Yes, uh, we will be back. Hopefully, it won't take quite as long. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, there'll be no hundred-year pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we will be back. But it, I'm glad that we ended on something that we both love. Yes, which is Star Wars, and that it was actually kind of like a fun, positive. Yeah. This was a cool movie. So I suppose we have to ask the question as yep. well. Would yes. you want to see that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it for our cancelled movie report on Star Wars Episode Nine: Jewel of the Fates. And you know what? It's also it for our second season of Cancelled Movie Report. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and the entire season. And we would love it if you could subscribe, be it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you like to listen. It honestly really does help us get discovered in the charts. It would also be terrific if you could give us a five-star rating. Or most importantly of all, if you've enjoyed this season, why not tell a friend? We're completely independent here at Cancelled Movie Report, so your support, it means the world to us. Hey, what did you think of the movie? And did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you. You can always get in touch with us via cancelledmovies at gmail.com or at cancelledmovies on all of the socials. And hey, maybe there's a cancelled movie project you've always wanted to hear about it. Why not let us know? You can fill out a form in the episode description alerting us to a project and we may just give it the cancelled movie report treatment next season. I'm Michael Campbell. I've hosted and edited this season and Eden Porter was my co-host too. We both produced the show. We would also love to thank our amazing and huge voice cast for this project, all of which you'll find listed in the episode notes below. Now, we will be back shortly with a season two recap. So if you have any questions, any thoughts, any suggestions whatsoever, send them through and we will talk about them on our season two recap. But until then, take care.